Welcome to the Mind Over Food podcast. We had some technical difficulties, but now we're rolling and we're we're on the way. Um, so this is the first episode of the Mind Over Food podcast, and this will be a place to learn how to have a different relationship with food by changing your thinking. I'm your host, Andy Friedman, and thank you so much for joining me on this first, very first episode of the Mind Over Food podcast. And we are broadcasting from the lovely BevCam Studios in beautiful Beverly, Mass. Today, we have a special guest, Deb Schutzman, who is my very, very, very first Mind Over Food graduate. I think you are my first Mind Over Food graduate. Feels good. Feels good. And in a little bit, um, I'm going to have her come back, and we're going to talk to her, and we're going to ask her some questions. Great. So I'll call you back in a minute. Okay. Um, so we're also broadcasting live on Facebook. Thank you for joining us. Um, and I would like to welcome all of you on Facebook right now. Um, if you have any questions or comments, please post them now, and I can hopefully get to them live right here so you can have your questions answered right away. Um, today, I'm going to explain to you, since this is our first podcast, today I'm going to explain to you um, what Mind Over Food is a little bit about, how it works, um, and if you've tried successfully, unsuccessfully, excuse me, if you've tried unsuccessfully to lose weight and keep it off in the past, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about why that might be and how to change that. Um, first, let me tell you a little bit about myself. Um, I'm Andy Friedman. Um, I'm a licensed independent clinical social worker, and I'm also a certified cognitive behavioral therapist. Um, I'm, and in addition to that, I'm a diplomat in the Academy of Cognitive Therapy, which is a uh, an organization that certifies cognitive behavioral therapists. Um, I have a private practice in Beverly, um, and I've been doing Mind Over Food for about three years. I think it was about three years that, yeah, that I started. Um, I have an, a master's of social work from Salem State and a master's of science and biology from the University of Miami. Um, and so my first career, I was a biologist, and my sort of background in science, and I've always had this love of um, nutrition, and exercise, and health, and fitness, and I discovered um, three years ago that I could meld my passion for nutrition and fitness with my cognitive behavioral therapy skills, and um, went to a Beck Diet Solution uh, seminar in Philadelphia, and that's when Mind Over Food started. Okay, so um, it may come as no surprise to you out there that diets don't work. Diets don't work. And why? Because they focus on what you're eating instead of how you're eating. This podcast is different than other health and wellness podcasts um, or diet podcasts or nutrition podcasts because this podcast focuses on the psychological factors that lead to weight gain and obesity, not on eat this food, don't eat this food. Um, it, focuses on, it focuses on what you are thinking, how you make those choices. It also focuses on how... Um, to avoid emotional eating, avoid giving into cravings, um, 
all of those things relate to how we're thinking and not the foods themselves. So what do I mean by changing your thinking? Well, I'm going to give you some examples. So every time we make a choice in our life, we have thoughts that come to our head that inform those choices. So I'm going to use, for example, I'm going to use Halloween because it was just two days away and Halloween candy is a real issue. <laughs> it's a real issue. Um, as a dieter or as somebody who's trying to lose weight, this could be a disaster. Um, well, well, why is that, that? Have you ever found yourself thinking, um, well, it's just a special occasion. Halloween's a special occasion. It only comes once a year. So I'm going to... Um, have candy, because I only have candy once a year. Or maybe you thought, um, oh, I don't know. They're just little teeny tiny pieces of candy. They can't hurt me. Or they don't count, because they're just, you know, a little package of candy. And that way, you sort of find out how one piece of candy leads to two pieces of candy and five pieces of candy. I mean, this is always a really, really super hard time of year for me, because my kids, like... Now that they're a little older, they're still going trick-or-treating, though, and they bring home, I think my kids brought home collectively 15 pounds of candy into my house. Um, so if you have those thoughts, those thoughts can lead to you eating a lot more Halloween candy than you had intended to. And you might even eat so much that you feel kind of sick. Um, so what if your thinking was different? What if your thinking was different and, um, and your thoughts were m more on the lines of, you know what, every day is a special occasion. If I, if I think Halloween's a special occasion, then it's Thanksgiving, then it's Christmas, then it's my friend's birthday party, then it's my, um, you know, my birthday party, then it's my anniversary. I mean, you can start stringing special occasions together. So what if you thought, well... Yeah, it's a special occasion, but I can't treat every day like a special occasion, and I can't reach my weight loss goals if I treat Halloween like a special occasion. Or maybe if you thought something like, um, I can't eat all the candy I want and reach my weight loss goals. Or even though it's a small little piece of candy, my body doesn't know it's a small piece of candy. My body doesn't know that it only knows I ate something and it has to deal with it. It doesn't, it, it counts. Everything you put in your mouth counts. If you started thinking of those things automatically, then maybe you'd second guess taking that second piece of candy or that first piece of candy for that matter. Um, so we call these negative things that these, these things that we say to ourselves, the self-talk that we tell ourselves, I call it a sabotaging self-talk. And these things sabotage our goals. These little thoughts are the reason that we cannot connect our weight loss goals with how we make our choices. Have you ever sort of wondered why after you've eaten something that you didn't want to eat or you overate something, have you ever wondered like, why did I do that? Why did I do that? I, I don't, I want to lose weight. Well, that's because you're not aware of the thoughts that are telling you to go ahead and eat that or the thoughts that are justifying your choices. So um, I, I have a question that came in or a comment that came in. Um, 
you see, I had so much candy last night, and I felt great at first, and then I felt regret and bloating. So this is a great question because when we're eat, we're making the choices. Here's a, here's a perfect question about a thought. You probably told yourself, oh. Maybe oh, it's just one little piece of candy, and that one little piece of candy led to another little piece of candy, and then all of a sudden you ate a pound of candy, right? Well, this is a, if you had told yourself, you know what, the candy is good. I love candy, but I think not only am I going to feel physically horrible, but I'm going to feel all this regret. If that thought came to your mind, boom, right away, then you may have. Thought twice before even eating that first piece of candy. So thank you for that question. Okay, so um, with mind over food, we mostly deal with what you're thinking, and it's not that easy. It's not like boom, don't worry, be happy, change your thoughts, just change your thoughts, just change your thoughts. There really is a process to taking the thoughts that you have automatically and changing them into uh, a new way of thinking. But once you get that new way of thinking on a roll, you'll find that it gets easier and easier and easier. Okay, so um, now I'm going to introduce my um, special guest, Deb Schutzman. Hi, Deb. How are you today? Hi, Andy. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to have you. Now, Deb's one of the first um, graduates of the Mind Over Food program. Yay for me. <laughs> <laughs> well. When you so you you came to one of my workshop classes, what it what was it like you what, that you heard that you went oh my god this is different? It just all of a sudden connected. Yeah, I recognize that um, it really isn't about thinking about the food; it's about thinking about what the food is going to do to me and for me. So, how did you get that to like the front of your brain? You know, I think I was ready for it, and I think that has okay. a, a lot to do with, um, you know, your approach to this. You have to be ready to make a change, knowing that there's something wrong, that you're doing something that's not healthy or not good for you. Um, and when I heard you talk about, you know, the thinking about the food before you eat it and, and what it, you know, how are you going to feel after you eat it, um, making those right, making those correct choices, um, Taking those few extra moments, it just, it for some reason, it, cl it clicked. Um, it, it just totally started a shift. I mean, it was gradual like right, everything else. Right, But it really shifted the way I look at food. So it was really more about the way you looked at food and your food choices than, you know, all this information about what to eat and what not to eat. Yeah, to it was totally about how I looked at food. Yeah. It was, it, I actually looked at food and thought about, what this is going to do to me after I ate it, as opposed to how it was going to feel while I ate it. That's huge. That is so huge because it's so true because we think, oh, we want it because we think about the pleasure mm -hmm. that we're going to get from eating it. And then if if you can shift that thinking like you did so beautifully, um, if you can shift that thinking to, um, you know what, I'm going to feel physically bad, but also the regret and the the, the mental yeah you, know, you mentally beat yourself up because you feel bad about yourself you feel you know that you've made a, a poor choice it wasn't the right thing to do and then that's where the regret kicks in so it's it's like two seconds of pleasure for 
you know, a, you know, five, 10, 15, could be six months of regret um, that or, is, or longer. I'm so glad you said that because this is such a huge thing for people. They don't really realize how fleeting the pleasure is. I mean, it makes sense because we are sort of evolved to want that food and get the most bang for the buck, so to speak. And so our brains are constantly telling us, eat that, eat that, eat that, because it's gonna be good and it's delicious and et cetera. But it lasts for such a short period of time and the regret hits you instantaneously. And how long does that regret last? After? Oh, I mean, it can last for years. Yeah. Can, I mean, it can really, yeah. you know, because the weight stays on you and the right. older you get, the longer it stays on, the harder it is to get off. That's right. Um, it's And it's crazy. And it's looking not just at food, but even what you spend your spare time and your social time doing. I mean, everybody wants to, let's meet for lunch. Let's go right. out to dinner. Let's Perfect meet point. for coffee, you know, and every every bit of your social life revolves around eating. And it, it that was a, one, of, one of the other things I did was really look at how about going for a walk? Is there anything other than eating that we can do together? That is so brilliant. That is so brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's huge. You, you just hit the nail on the head because, you know, it's like this thing about it's a special occasion. Every freaking day can be <laughs> a special occasion. It's a special occasion or you're feeling bad. So then you feed yourself when you're feeling bad, which, of course, is going to make you feel even more bad. I couldn't say it better myself. I mean, it, that is so true that that it's such a it's so counterintuitive. Once you take a step back and you look at it and you're like, OK, I'm eating this to make myself feel better. And that not only did you not solve the problem, but that after you're done eating, you actually feel worse. So it's actually making it worse. It's for you. awful. It's awful. And we do it <laughs> yeah. to ourselves. We all, all do it to ourselves. Yeah. yeah, I know, I know. I mean, that just brings up the whole emotional eating piece, mm -hmm. you know. So uh, thank you so much for that. So the other thing about this and and your sort of journey in particular is that um, you've kept it off all this time. Yeah, it'll be <laughs> it'll be two years in February. Two years that you reached your goal weight, or um, yeah, I've lost thirty pounds in the first like four, three and a half months, four months. Yeah, and then you know I took another ten pounds off over the next year. So yeah, it's like forty pound total. Wow, that's yeah. incredible. That is incredible. So life changing. So life changing, and I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I am. Thank you so much. <laughs> no, no, but that, that's incredible. And I think I think also what you brought up, which is so um, beautiful to me, is that a lot of people want really quick fixes, and this took some time. Mm -hmm. It took some time, um, and you know my sort of paradigm around, um, you know, weight loss is that I want it slow. You know, do you want it fast or do you want it forever? And I always shoot for a, no more than a two pound a week per week weight loss. Mm -hmm. And that's for a couple of reasons. You don't want to mess up with your, mess your metabolism up. And also you, you're really not losing a lot of fat if you're losing more than that. You're losing muscle and water. So talk, was there a lot of frustration about that? I mean, I know some people feel super frustrated. Yeah, I was at a point where, you know, any change was good. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I wasn't looking at the scale every day. 
Um, and which is good, good idea, yeah. And trying to exercise too, right? Um, which you know helped things, you know, move things along, and, right? And I started feeling, looking better, feeling you know like things you know was shit was shifting and changing. So I felt that I had enough momentum that I was that able. You were to, getting, I, yeah. And because I think it's psychological, you're making better choices, and it's not. It becomes not just about weight loss; it's about health, right? Thank you. So, I mean, it, you start to feel better. You start to feel better, and you reward yourself that way because you're making such great choices. Yeah, I mean, it is it is about your health. It's not just about losing weight and looking good. I mm -hmm. mean, hallelujah to that. I mean, that's the ultimate goal here. The ultimate goal isn't to get down to some number mm -hmm. or some dress size or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's about improving your life in all aspects. Um, so talk about... Was it hard at first to think in a new way, and then it sort of got easier and easier? It's it, it was hard at first. Yeah, um, I was determined though, so yeah. it was hard at first. Yeah, and I think that you also are dealing with you're detoxing a little from bad food, and the longer you spend not eating and, and walking away from bad food or yeah. food that's just not healthy for you, right? Um, you know the better your body feels and your body doesn't crave the bad food. So you can sit and see food that you know isn't healthy for you or isn't right. good for you. Right. And you don't want it in the same way. I mean, you just, I just don't, I, I don't want that stuff in the same way that I used to. Right. Are you, are you still able to en enjoy your favorite foods and keep the weight off and, and that sort of thing? I'm enjoying my favorite foods that I feel are worth eating. Great point. Yeah. There are some foods that I loved and I just decided that, you know, they they were I loved them for the three seconds that I chewed them <laughs> and I swallowed them. Right. But I didn't love them enough for them to be worth sacrificing in the my health and well being and all the work that I put into, you know, having myself feel better. So I mean there are some choices that you make and there are some things that, you know, I've kept and you know, and yep. I just you limit. You know, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You can limit things that are not quite as great for you. And Yeah, I mean, the, the nice thing, I think one of the nice things about this program is that there are no, no taboo foods. And mm. like you said, it has to be worth it. Eat it if it's worth it. If it's worth how you're going to feel physically afterwards, is, is it worth the very, very, very little teeny bit of time, um, little, little, little amount of pleasure that you're going to get from it, then yes, eat it. Make sure we, we make sure that we incorporate those foods into our, um, our diet in a healthy way, in a, in the right, uh, proportion, mm -hmm. right? Do, can you, you, can you talk about something in particular that? Wine. Wine. Good point. Good point. <laughs> hard. That's that was that's hard. I yeah. cannot give up wine. I, I will. You know. I yes. Can't. And chocolate. And chocolate. I love chocolate. Absolutely. I love dark chocolate and I love wine. But you know, you can love wine and dark chocolate in a way that you know it's not doesn't take over your life. It's right. not everything. Right. It's you know a part of your life. It is a treat or something that right. you, you know. And I think that's it's huge when you can when you can make those changes and, and, you know, really put things in perspective, then you, it, it is a reward. It's more of a reward. So um, I'm so glad you brought up wine because um, um, 
it is something you have to decide about because it has alcohol has calories. I mean, we don't count calories in mind over food, but we have to be aware of things that, you know, aren't zero calories, you know, and you can have your wine with dinner. You just have to do it in a sustainable, responsible way. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think it helps for people to know that, you know, I, I don't tell people what to eat and what not to eat. I mean, they have to decide for themselves what's worth it. And I have to, you know, I'm so glad you put it that way because, mm-hmm. you know, I tell people it's totally worth it. Um, does it, when does it get to be a struggle for you or does it get to be a struggle for you and how do you kind of get back on track? Um, you know, I, I'm at a point now because it's yeah. a year and almost two years. Almost you know, two years. Almost I'm two so years. proud of you. Um, <laughs> so it's, to me, it's a lifestyle I mean, and that's yeah. that's what the whole cognitive behavioral therapy is all about. I mean, it's really changing your mindset. So it's just a way of life. So it's different. Exactly. I don't have the same struggles. Um, you know, I've I think I've done everything. I've gone. You know, I've attended parties and right. You know, yeah, the holidays. I've experienced them, and I've just figured out how to make sure I'm incorporating enough food that's good for me. Yeah in a meal mm-hmm. that I don't miss out on all the other stuff that I may not want to eat yeah. or I may not eat. Yeah. Um, you know, and those, you know, holiday times are always difficult. I know we're coming up to the holidays right now and um, they're always difficult. And we we do deal with them with, through the program, you know, mm-hmm. um, mind over food. Like you said, it, it's the cognitive behavioral therapy and the cognitive behavioral therapy works in all situations. And you know what? Not just for food, even though Mind Over Food is focusing on eating food, your weight, um, it, it bleeds over into other aspects of your life. And you start to become aware mm-hmm. of your negative thinking and how that impacts you. Absolutely. I mean, I think I, I think it really definitely flows all over, you know, all over the place. So it's it's great. I mean, it really does yeah. change. But when I think about the holidays, I think about do I want the piece of pumpkin, the really big right. piece of pumpkin pie right. with the whipped cream right, on right, top? Right, right, right. Or do I want to wear that cute black dress for the holidays? <laughs> I always go with the cute black dress. There you oh, go. That's, there you go. That works for me. And I think and I think I want people to know that that you can have pumpkin pie mm-hmm. at the holidays, but you there are choice there are trade-offs and there are mm-hmm. choices that you can make. And if the pumpkin pie is the thing, you know, it's every, grandma's pumpkin pie every year, um, you can figure out how to have that and wear the little black dress i mean for you pumpkin pie is not worth it but is there something at thanksgiving that you like no pumpkin pie i have (laughs) (laughs) i do have the pumpkin pie i just use it because it's something that i really love but you know i'll have a smaller piece right i I, you know i won't go back for the seconds or when i'm cleaning up after the meal i won't take an extra sliver before i put it away like i may have in the past right and my slivers were a little bit bigger probably than slivers in the past in the past i may have done that yes 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 yes, or the you know the midnight snack or you know the picking that stuff i've really you know been able to nip in the butt a little bit and that's good yeah and we, we didn't get to this. So next week on podcast number two, I'm going to talk about mindfulness and mindful eating and not eating in a distracted way. Is mm. that, was that a, had a big impact on your on your goals and, and getting doing this program? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, first of all, when you when you sit down to a meal and you really folk, you know, you sit and you focus on that this is what you're eating. Right. You actually are thinking about 
everything that you're eating. Right. When you're distracted, like when you go out to lunch with a friend right. or whatever, you know, you you eat so fast and you're not right. even paying attention to right. what you're doing. You don't know if you're full or you're not full. You right. don't even remember how much of your plate you ate or how much you didn't eat because you're distracted. But if you're sitting down and your reason for sitting down is to eat and that is your focus, then you're really thinking about everything that right. you're putting in your mouth and you're making you're making those choices every time you lift the fork. I'm telling you, you could do this program for me. You got you you know everything. <laughs> I did a good job. It's living it. You did an awesome job. I'm so glad I met you. <laughs> no. Well, Deb, um, thank you so 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 much for joining me, and and I'm just so inspired by your story and and the amount Thanks. of weight that you lost. I mean, that's incredible, and you've kept it off, and you look great. I know you get a lot of of people noticing. Um, it's it, and that's the reinforcement, and that's the yeah. good. That's the good reinforcement. That's reinforcement that yeah. you're looking for, right? Not right. you know, right. not the negative stuff. And right. it does. It feels great. It keeps you going. So well, I I appreciate it so much. I know you're a big fan of the program, and and I'm a big fan of you. So and I of you. <laughs> um, but um, but thank you so much for coming. Thank and you. Um, I just want to thank everyone for joining us and listening to the podcast. Um, if you want more information about the Mind Over Food podcast, please go to my website, www.mindoverfood.com. Or you can email me at andy at mindoverfood.com if you'd like more information. Um, also, next uh, podcast, we're going to talk about more about thinking and your thoughts and how that impacts your choices as well as the mindful eating, which we just talked about just now. So please um, stay tuned for that. And um, we had a, a few bumps and bruises along the way today because it's our first um, podcast. But um, I also like to thank BevCam and all the, the staff at BevCam for making this possible and helping us get the first podcast um, off the ground. So I look forward to uh, talking with you next time. For the Mind Over Food podcast, this is Andy Friedman. Thanks for joining me.